You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library Podcast. There's practically no limit to what you can learn and see when you belong to the Livingston Library. From science and technology to grants and genealogy, our library is virtually an information galaxy. This library is yours and this library. Welcome and thank you for listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. I'm Joe from the Adult Services and Acquisitions Department. Coming up in the show, Jessica will tell us about the best upcoming reads headed our way this month. Archana will tell us about the wonderful programs on our December event calendar. Hung Mei will play a clip from one of her favorite songs. And Jason will recommend some great young adult books. But first... Because 2022 is coming to a close, I want to talk about my favorite things from this past year. See, I I don't just love literature and music and film and all other pieces of pop culture. I also love reading about pop culture from people who love pop culture. Does that make sense? Anyway, I thought 2022 was an especially great year for these kinds of books, and although did read some fantastic new works of fiction this year, like Bud Smith's Teenager and George Saunders' Liberation Day and Jennifer Egan's The Candy House and Sarah Lippman's Jerks. I also enjoyed books like Cinema Speculation, the first official book of film criticism by writer-director Quentin Tarantino. I loved Keith Phipps' a book about iconic actor Nicolas Cage titled Age of Cage, Four Decades of Hollywood Through One Singular Career. I was fascinated by Chuck Klosterman's book The 90s, which examines that fascinating decade in ways that were uncannily familiar yet ingeniously novel. And I really dug Jim Rulin's uh, book Corporate Rock Sucks, The Rise and Fall of SST Records, which Uh, is the groundbreaking American underground record label from the 1980s, which put out records by bands like Black Flag, Husker Du, and the Minutemen. Now, I've already talked about most of these titles on previous episodes of the podcast, but until now, I hadn't talked about what will most likely be my favorite film of 2022, perhaps my favorite work of art, period, from 2022, and that is... Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's the story of a middle-aged Chinese-American woman named Evelyn Wang, played by Michelle Yeoh, who is feeling extremely overwhelmed on top of the fact that the laundromat uh, that Evelyn owns is failing um, and she's being audited by the IRS. Um, Her relationships with her daughter, her husband, and her father are all in crisis. Her husband, Wayman, wants a divorce. Her father, Gong Gong, has no pride in her. And she's struggling to connect with her queer daughter, Joy. Then if all that weren't enough, about 15 minutes into the film, Evelyn learns that she is just one of an infinite number of Evelyns who exist in infinite 
parallel universes which are all in danger of being destroyed by an omnicidal being named Jobu Tupaki. It's at this point where everything, everywhere, all at once shifts from being a realistic and relatable tale of ordinary human struggles into also being a mind-bending mind science fiction action-adventure. Because e even as Evelyn begins jumping around between all of her various selves in each alternate timeline, the film miraculously managed to, s to stay grounded in her initial story. And a lot of that is thanks to Michelle Yeoh's spectacular performance as Evelyn. She perfectly captures a wide spectrum of emotions from uh, fear to fragility to fierceness and everything in between. And she inhabits a real multi-dimensional character, pardon the pun, um, amidst all this insanity. And I expect she'll win a lot of acting awards over the next few months. Plus, she's supported by an excellent cast that includes uh, Ki-Hu Kwan as her husband, um, who whom you may recognize from classic 80s films like The Goonies and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, he hasn't been in a lot of high-profile things uh, in recent years, but he, he's excellent in this film. Um, also, Stephanie Hsu plays her daughter, James Hong plays Evelyn's father, and Jamie Lee Curtis has a wonderful turn as an adversarial IRS agent. All of these actors also get to flex their acting chops while inhabiting multiple iterations of their respective characters, and I'm sure they'll also receive plenty of praise this awards season. The film is brilliantly written and directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, also known as Daniels. The premise of the movie could have easily been a bewildering disaster in other hands, but Daniels masterfully guides the audience through the narrative so that we feel the chaos without getting lost in the chaos. Uh, the film is crammed with boundless imagination and bottomless heart. Uh, and not only can they flip the tone from wildly absurd to deeply poignant in a split second, um, but for long stretches of the movie, they actually made me laugh out loud while simultaneously tugging my heartstrings. I said a moment ago that Everything Everywhere All at Once will likely be my favorite film of 2022, only because there's still a month left in the year and dozens of new films that I still need to see. And yet, I love this movie so much that I doubt any other will come close to topping it for me. It's not just my favorite movie of this year so far, it's probably my favorite movie of the last few years. And even though I thought I'd reached some kind of fatigue with multiverse stories, especially thanks to Marvel Studios, uh, everything everywhere all at once made the concept seem fresh while digging up profound truths about life, family, regret, anxiety, and basically what it's like to exist as a human person in 2022. Um, if you'd like to watch it for yourself, you can check out Everything Everywhere All at Once, available in our collection on DVD using your Livingston Library card. Also, don't be surprised if we end up screening this movie um, in the coming months, either as part of our Tuesday night movie series or as part of our summer weekends with the Oscars series. I'll talk about our Tuesday night movie series a little more in just a moment, but first, 
uh, let's welcome to the show Archana to talk about some of the great programs on our December event calendar. Hello, listeners. I'm Archana Chiplunkar, and I'm here to share some adult program highlights for December. The holidays are a great time for gathering with friends and family. Speaking of family, we often find ourselves curious about our heritage, our ancestry, and may feel a very strong need to know where we came from. By researching your family tree, the stories and experiences of your ancestors come to life again, and you may find that you're part of a vibrant history. Now, last month, professional genealogist Elise Ross led a successful beginner's class on genealogy, where she showed us how to get started on researching our family tree, find various sources of genealogical information, and organize our research. Next, if you want to learn how to use the library's ancestry database that is available to Livingston Library cardholders, you can join Elisa's class on the afternoon of December 1st at 2 p.m. You will learn how to navigate the site and effectively search for your family. Then on the evening of December 5th at 7 p.m., come and learn how a brief novel by Charles Dickens literally changed the way we celebrate December 25th. We are, of course, talking about A Christmas Carol, a novella first published in 1843. It tells the story of a bitter old miser named Ebenezer Scrooge and his transformation, resulting from a supernatural visit by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, and the ghosts of Christmases past, present, and yet to come. The novella met with instant success and critical acclaim. The book was written and published in early Victorian-era Britain, a period when there was strong nostalgia for old Christmas traditions, together with the introduction of new customs, such as Christmas trees and greeting cards. In this multimedia talk, entertainment historian John Kenrick will look back on how Dickens' beloved story had such a cultural impact, and he will offer video clips from some of the many stage and screen adaptations of Scrooge's discovery of the true spirit of Christmas. On December 12th, we present Jewish New York, an illustrated lecture by historian and storyteller Marty Schneid, which details how Jewish America started in New York. He will talk about the Brownsville Girls, Sherith Israel, Temple Emmanuel, the Jews of Brighton Beach, Eldridge Street Synagogue, Washington Heights, Frankfurt on the Hudson, Zabars, the Egg Cream, and Henny Youngman how the New York Jews pioneered the rise of the garment industry, which had a great impact on the world of fashion, will be explained. No registration is required for these programs, and we look forward to seeing you in person at the library. I would like to end by wishing all of you and your families a very happy and healthy holiday season. Thank you very much. And thank you, Archana. Speaking of programs, as I mentioned a moment ago, I want to talk about our Tuesday night movies series. Our next installment is going to be Tuesday night, December 20th, starting at 6.30 p.m. The movie we're going to screen is The Woman King, starring Viola Davis. Uh, it's going to be on the big screen in our program room. The story of The Woman King, according to the studio, uh, it's the remarkable story of the all-female unit of warriors who protected their African kingdom in the 1800s with skills and a fierceness unlike anything the world has ever seen. It's inspired by true events, and it follows the emotionally epic journey of General Naniska, played by Viola Davis, 
as she trains the next generation of recruits and readies them for battle against an enemy determined to destroy their way of life. Now, I personally have not seen the movie yet. This is one of those movies I was talking about uh, that I do want to see before year's end. But uh, the response from critics and audiences alike has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, the Hollywood Reporter called it a crowd-pleasing epic. Think Braveheart with black women. Roger Ebert dot com said the magnitude and awe this movie inspires are what epics like gladiator and braveheart are all about indiewire said it's a hell of a time at the movies a seemingly niche topic with great appeal the sort of battle heavy feature that will likely engender plenty of hoots and hollers slash film said it's an absolute blast it's a film that isn't afraid to get you cheering and the bbc summed it up by saying it's a splashy popcorn movie with a social conscience. The Woman King is uh, rated PG-13. It runs two hours and 15 minutes, and we will be screening it in English with English subtitles for the hard of hearing. And again, that is going to be playing on Tuesday night, December 20th, starting at 6.30 p.m. on the big screen in our program room. And now to tell us about another program you can look forward to on our December calendar. Here's Head of our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, Jessica. Hello, L-Town Radio listeners. Are you looking for some winter fun? The Livingston Public Library is the place to be. On December 16th at 1 p.m., seniors are invited to join us for the Library Senior Happening event, where Rhonda Denae will be performing from Jazz to Soul Holiday Edition. We also have many book clubs, crafting opportunities, and more. So make sure you visit the library's website at www.livingstonlibrary.org to check out all of our upcoming programs on the library's event calendar. We hope to see you at the library soon. Thank you very much, Jessica. Now, if you'd like to hear a sample of Rhonda Denae doing her soul to jazz holiday stylings, here's a clip of her singing Stevie Wonder's What Christmas Means to Me. Candles burning lower Lots of mistletoe Lots of snow and ice Everywhere we go Carols sing and choirs Right outside my door All these things and more I see a chair dancing <laughs> That's what Christmas means to me, my love. That is one of my favorite Christmas songs, and I love her rendition of it. Again, December 16th, our senior happening with Rhonda Denae. So check our calendar if you'd like to register for that. Speaking of music, it's that time in the show where we welcome Hong Mei to share one of her favorite songs. Hong Mei? How does snow make you feel? Does it calm you down to your mind, body, and soul? What do you hear as snow falls? And what can you see? Does it link you to childhood memories? During the break today, let's enjoy a piece of piano music by Anne Crosby Goldeck called First Snow. 
Thank you very much, Hongmei. That was a lovely song. And now, coming back to the show, here's Jessica once again, now to tell us about some of the most anticipated books headed our way in December. Hi, L-Town Radio listeners. Are you looking for some new books to add to your to-read list this December? Mark your calendars for these books set to be published this month. Note, descriptions are taken from the publisher. Night Shift by Robin Cook, December 6. In this exhilarating medical mystery thriller by Robin Cook, fan favorites Jack and Laurie are lured into the dark, underbelly of hospital dangers when an internist is murdered. The Last Invitation by Darby Kane, December 6. Darby Kane, the author of the critically acclaimed and number one international bestseller, Pretty Little Wife, has crafted another gripping and twisty suspense about an invitation to an exclusive club that comes with deadly consequences. They meet the second Tuesday of every month and vote. And then someone dies. Stella Maris by Cormac McCarthy, December 6. The best-selling Pulitzer Prize-winning author of The Road returns with the second volume of the Passenger series. Stella Marlis is an intimate portrait of grief and longing as a young woman in the psychiatric facility seeks to understand her own existence. A Dangerous Business by Jane Smiley, December 6. From the beloved Pulitzer Prize-winning and best-selling author of A Thousand Acres, a rollicking murder mystery set in Gold Rush, California, as two young prostitutes follow a trail of missing girls. All the Dark Places by Terry Perlato, December 27. A savage murder rocks a quiet Massachusetts suburb, revealing the dark secrets at the center of a group of friends and setting two women, one with a traumatic past, the other a Boston police detective, on a hunt for truth in this stylish debut thriller for fans of Megan Miranda and Sherry LaPena. Wicked Dreams by Lisa Jackson, December 27. Private investigator Ravina Rutledge, when a dead body is found with her phone number and the words next to kin, returns to Siren Song, a place marked by unexplained deaths and tragedies where she must stop a monster from her past from killing each and every member of the colony. Which of these books are you most looking forward to reading this December? Stop by the library. We can't wait to see you and hear what you're reading. See you soon. Bye. Thank you again, Jessica. Uh, to answer your question, I personally am, am very curious to read the new Cormac McCarthy. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, that's his second book that he's released this fall after not publishing any books for about 16 years. So yeah, it's been about 16 years since he utterly destroyed me with the road and uh, I'm also a big fan of No Country for Old Men and Blood Meridian and just about anything I've ever read by Cormac McCarthy so I'm very much looking forward to that. Well are you or someone you know curious to know about what great young adult books there are to read? Well here is our young adult librarian Jason to tell you. Hi, it's Jason, young adult librarian here at Livingston Public Library, and today I have a couple books that I've read and enjoyed recently. First is It's Your Funeral by Emily Reisbeck. It's a graphic novel about a girl who dies. However, instead of going to the afterlife, she gets stuck in the middle. So she has to work with a case manager from the Department of Spectral Affairs to come to terms with her death and make it to the afterlife. This book is hilariously written, very lighthearted with a great set of characters. I'm excited for the next issue. 
I also just finished Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White. I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, but I've never gotten into the books. I was browsing Libby, and it happened to be available, so I took a chance. Um, the story follows young Obi-Wan Kenobi on an adventure of self-discovery. It takes place before The Phantom Menace, so it is helpful for Obi-Wan's overall character development. It is action-packed with a mystery that kept me guessing until the end. Lastly, I read One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. Uh, it is a great mystery read. Uh, five students arrive in detention where one ends up dead. This book is written from multiple perspectives, which can be confusing for some readers. It isn't my preference either, but on audiobook, it is done with different voice actors, so I found it was helpful for me personally to keep the characters separate. I did peg the killer from early on in the book. However, I still enjoyed the character development and story overall, and there were definitely still twists that I could not have predicted. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy those reads. Thank you, Jason. One of Us is Lying has been on my list for quite some time now, so I think I'm finally going to have to check that one out after hearing your recommendation. Now, before we go, there is one other book that I would like to talk about slash recommend, and not surprisingly, it is another pop culture book. This one is called uh, The Number Ones, 20 Chart-Topping Hits That Reveal the History of Pop Music. It's written by Tom Bryan, the senior editor and a columnist for Stereogum. The publisher, Hatchet Books, describes this as Tom Bryan's fascinating narrative of the history of popular music through the lens of game-changing number one signal singles from the Billboard Hot 100. When Tom Bryan launched his Stereogum column in early 2018, The Number Ones, a space in which he has been writing about every number one hit in the history of the Billboard Hot 100 in chronological order, he figured he'd post capsule-sized reviews for each song. But there was so much more to uncover. The column has taken on a life of its own, sparking online debate and occasional death threats. The Billboard Hot 100 began in 1958, and after four years of posting the column, Brian is still in the early aughts. But readers no longer have to wait for his brilliant synthesis of what the history of number ones has meant to music and our culture. In the number ones, Brian writes about 20 pivotal number ones through chart history, revealing a remarkably fluid and connected story of music that is as entertaining as it is enlightening. The Number Ones features the greatest pop artists of all time, from the Brill-building songwriters to the Beatles and the Beach Boys, from Motown to Michael Jackson, Prince, and Mariah Carey, and from the digital revolution to the K-pop system. Brian also ponders great artists who have never hit the top spot, like Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, and James Brown. Brian illuminates what makes indelible ear candy across the decades, including dance crazes, recording innovations, television phenomena, disco, AOR, MTV, rap, compact discs, MP3s, social media memes, and much more, leaving readers to wonder what could possibly happen next. Filmmaker Edgar Wright says that Tom Bryant's The Number Ones is a glorious rabbit hole dive into the biggest hits in popular music, analyzing the very physics of how they became hits, and taking a forensic look at what made them pop. It's massively enjoyable when you love the song in question, and perhaps even more so when you don't. One of the most enjoyable books on pop to ever roar up the charts. 
And music critic Rob Sheffield says that Tom Bryan is an absolutely crucial chronicler of the hit parade, a madman scholar digging deep in the vaults. The number ones is a revelatory celebration of pop history in all its glorious weirdness, the way only Bryan could tell the tale. These are classic tunes that everybody knows, but Bryan brilliantly blows away the dust and makes them sound fresh and new. A hell of a storyteller and a hell of a T-Pain fan. Now, as for me, I, I've only read the first couple chapters of this book, but I am already hooked. Um, the first chapter, uh, they, they go in chronological order, so the first chapter is one of the first number one hits, The Twist by Chubby Checker. And, you know, I've, I've heard this song a bunch throughout my life, but, you know, I never really knew or considered all the history that went into that song and why it hit number one and how it spawned all these other uh, dance craze hits in the early 60s. I also learned a lot about uh, Dick Clark and his role in getting the twist played and um, kind of the shady dealings that Dick Clark may have been a part of. I, I was never aware of that. But anyway, even though I am only a couple chapters in, I can tell this is going to be a fascinating read and a incredible journey through the history of pop music. And just to give you an idea, not just of what the book covers, but of the journey that pop music has been on over the past uh, 60 plus years, here's a sampling of the songs that are covered in Tom Bryan's book.
I hope you enjoyed that little montage of snippets from all 20 songs that are covered in Tom Bryan's book, The Number One's 20 Chart-Topping Hits That Reveal the History of Pop Music. Again, that book is out now and available to check out with your Livingston Library card. And with that, we're going to conclude this episode of L-Town Radio. Thank you to Archana, Jessica, Hongmei, and Jason for your contributions. Thank you. As always, dear listener, for tuning in. I hope you'll tune in again next time. Don't forget, you can listen to and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can read our daily blog at blog.livingstonlibrary.org. You could visit our website, livingstonlibrary.org, to search our catalog or use our many, many digital resources 24 hours a day. And of course, we're open seven days a week for all your library needs, so I hope you'll come down and see us in person. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, and stay curious. (laughs) 